Sports fans, welcome to another edition of the Nerds Who Live podcast. Today is Listener Suggestion Volume 2. And today we had a culmination of a few suggestions that I felt that could be worked in tandem with one another to actually support each other in really my opinion or my thoughts about them. Those things are, number one, for Mr. Marshall Buckler, friend and been on the podcast, long-term versus short-term thinking and planning. And then from our friend, uh, Miss Maddie Muscle Mads, cardio for powerlifters. Yes, no, explain the science. And then how can powerlifting translate to other sports? So for all of these, I do actually think that they all plan together. Firstly, for long-term and short-term, you know, what, is, what is one's goal in getting into any sport? Um, and again, we're going to use powerlifting because that's obviously what we're talking about, but it could be anything else. And I actually do feel, and again, to echo, powerlifting can translate to other sports very well because it is strength and power development in a two-dimensional plane. So long-term and short-term thinking and planning, like what are your goals for the sport? Or really just you as a whole, like what do you want to be active for? Like for me, I, I, I like being active. It gives me something to train for. It gives me something to invest in and do. Um, even if I'm not making money on it, it's something that I do and I, you know, adds value to my life. And then... Do you want to compete seriously? Do you want to compete for fun? Do you not want to compete at all? You know, do you want to do a sport and really get good at it? Do you want to do multiple sports? Do you want to switch? You know, uh, again, to use Marshall as an example, do you want to be someone who he actually focuses more on strongman and then on the offseason he power lifts to maintain his strength and then also likes to compete because competition really is its own skill. Um, the better you are at competition, the better you can execute on game day in, in a lot of really any, any, any sense. And strongman powerlifting are so closely related that it makes sense. So having that alternate is, is also an option, you know, kind of the phases of which you do that. And then, you know, short term, you know, it, it could be just training. What do you want to train? Do you want a hypertrophy block? Do you want a bulking block? Do you want a strength block? Do you want to cut? Um, you know, they're all different types of approaches that one can take. And there's really no wrong, completely wrong way. I mean, there are some proven ways that are better than others, but for the most part, if you at least have sound, experienced minds around you or a good coach, they can help direct you into that. And a lot of things, just like any seasons in nature, a lot of phases and blocks or seasons in training. So with that long-term and short-term thinking, it's like you want to be in this for a long haul, whatever it is you're doing. And for that, that'll lead us into cardio. Um, cardio is important. For anybody, and I do believe it is important for powerlifters. No one, you know, you don't mean you have to run. I hate running monotonously. Um, and also, it it can also sometimes go against you know the physical physicality that you're building for your lifts. You're trying to maintain tension and execute explosively. Now, even though sprinting is explosive, um, it's just a different set of neural pathways and uses for the muscle. So, but there are other ways, either low impact ways or there's uh, low impact, high intensity ways. My favorite is jump roping. Anyone who trains with me at the gym knows I jump rope pretty often. I jump rope just last night and I enjoy jump roping because it's low impact on the joints, 
but it's a great cardiovascular uh, endurance exercise. It's 10 minutes of jump rope is equal to a 30 minute run at an equivalent pace. So with a lower impact on the joints, which is a great thing, obviously, also if you're lifting. So there is, and all that, the more cardiovascular expansion you have building that muscle, the more oxygenated uh, blood that it can pump and uphold, which is as well as absorb. And all that comes to say that your blood oxygen level uh, absorption rises, which means your recovery rises. So uh, it, the better, you know, that if you have the best endurance actually recovers. Like if you look at fighting and martial arts, really any boxing or anything, that's why that's more of an important thing. It's, it is two last rounds, but it's, they have to go in sprints. You, you fight, you get hit, you, it's all effort. And then he who recovers quickest wins the fight. So if you're able to reabsorb oxygen back after being panting and getting hit, and be able to reabsorb your, you know, your blood oxygen levels back down to a normal uh, degree. Because when you're panting, your CO2 level rises. So when you're exhausted, that's all CO2 that you're breathing out. That, that hot, dry air that makes your mouth dry. And you're like, heh, heh, heh. It's all just CO2 coming out. It's also fat because fat um, liposis comes as an aerosol, actually. Um, fat isn't actually sweated out. It's breathed out. So... Fun fact. Um, so the more that you can be a person who can recover, the better your body will be able to adapt. And for lifting, you know, we do in short bursts of lifting very heavy, but that heavy intensity is just, it's just it's equal to intensity. Whether it's one max rep, you know, could, you can find the, a weight and try to max that same intensity and effort for five reps at a lower weight. It's just matching intensity. And obviously bodily stimuli. So I do believe it's it's important not only just for overall heart health, um, but vasodilation and also recovery. So the better your cardiovascular is, the better your blood oxygen recovery level will be that you'll be able to execute lifts at a higher degree. Um, <clears throat> I don't have any studies offhand on this, but we very well could look into cardiovascular, um, you know, effects into performance. You really can just Google that in a peer-reviewed, you know, Google search. Um, but it is a thing. So finding a type, <clears throat> excuse me, of cardio that you like uh, is going to be important. It could be, again, jump roping. It could be heavy bag work. I also love heavy bag work um, in rounds because it's not as boring. Or it just could be fucking, you, you're just, you have the discipline to get on an elliptical for, you know, however many minutes, how many times a week after your main workout. So if you are a lifter, you can do cardio, do it after your workouts, um, particularly after your heavy days uh, at the end. So always a much smarter idea there. And then into translating to other sports. Now there is, I was always taught that there are different types. There's general strength sports, and then there is uh, high skill sports. For example, let's look at archery. Archery is a high skilled sport. And then you have on the other opposite end of the spectrum, you have powerlifting, which is a skill, but it is more general strength. You know, the lifts themselves are their own technique, but they are in a two-dimensional plane. You're in an isometric two-dimensional plane that you're then moving through, as opposed to, let's say, a three-dimensional sport like gymnastics. Gymnastics is a very hard 
more than even more than three. It's a multi-dimensional sport and multifaceted things. Powerlifting is very simple. Strength sports are very simple. You're lifting the object. Now for powerlifting, it's up and down. Strongman, they have more dimensions because they may be twisting involved. They may have other extra you know, things that they need to do depending on what the event is. So there's extra challenge there. And you have weightlifting, which is um, it's, it's actually more three-dimensional because with the triple extension, there is extra like pull and push and like actually, you know, throwing an object overhead, catching it. So while it's mainly two-dimensional, they do run into a three-dimensional plane in that uh, catch and transfer period and in that triple extension. So it's a lot different. And you have these different sports or that are high-skilled. Those skills may not translate into strength, but strength can translate into those skills. Uh, also, baseball. You know, I have a friend who was actually in the semi-pro minor leagues. He was all through high school, played basketball. Baseball all through high school, he was like the star pitcher. Got into leagues, and he—that's what he did professionally. He got paid for, and he almost got picked up. And he was a pitcher, very tall guy. And eventually, what got him though, as what plagues a lot of pitchers, is he overthrew and overthrew that it literally pulled his shoulder out from throwing, which then, because everything's connected, actually pulled some of his vertebrae, um, just basically out of whack. Like it just kind of tore. And he got into lifting. He, you know, he obviously had to get out of it. And he moved back home. When I was in Ventura, he started lifting with me. And he said, he's like, man, I need, I should have had lifting a better part of my regimen into my phasing. He's like to build the muscle to essentially build a better casing around. So it can translate to other sports because you will just get stronger. It won't take away from your speed and mobility unless you let it, as long as that's something that you work on in that you treat uh, on a regular basis, it's not going to take away. It will only add to your horsepower. It's only going to make you literally stronger. And strong things don't break, as Louis Simmons says. And there's huge examples of that. Again, if you're going to go over the fighting route in the uh, 80s, there's the Pride, um, K1 and Pride fighting. Actually, Pride was 90s. Uh, K1 was 80s through 90s. Those guys were fucking jacked. And they were flexible, they were fast, they were strong. It really was amazing to watch. It way, in my opinion, supersedes uh, MMA, like in terms of like quality of fights and talent. Uh, and it's sad that it went away. So it's, it can translate. You know, and again, go back to archery. If you build up your back, you build up your shoulders, you're going to have a more steady base to like set the bow, pull the arrow, to be more balanced in your musculature. And echoing back into baseball, he was unbalanced. Had he would built up in a two-dimensional isometric like tension frame of like squatting and pulling, even though he doesn't throw with both arms, at least both arms would have been built up in each side of the musculature, it would have had stimuli to grow into hypertrophy to create this, you know, cast of muscle that he then can apply into more specific skills. So it's a good example that and if you're a fighter, again, you, you, you work on your technique. And actually fighters, and I came from martial arts, so this is the thing. Fighters work so much on technique, they never actually give it a break. They never actually peak from it. And so if you think of like powerlifting or, uh, or Olympic lifting, you taper. They actually have a break. They pull things down. They never do that. Fighters always 100% of the go in their technique because it's like, I got our technique. But a lot of times rest is needed. Your body needs to process and download 
all that work you've done in order to come and like sort it. And so it, I, I actually think fighters would be better alternating weeks of a more strength-based week. And you still maybe do some technique work, some pad work or sparring. And then they alternate the next week is more, is you know maybe only one or two days of lifting. And then they're doing mostly their like intense technique work. And then the next week, boom, focus on more lifting, little as possible on the technique work, just like light stuff. Uh, you know, it's like stuff like that to give themselves and their mind and their neuroadaptions a break. And so I do think it can translate. Again, how you program it and how you wave the intensities will be different because you won't be able to like max out when you have to go sparring the next week. Or, um, you know, you probably can a little bit more if you're you know, playing baseball, if you plan it, if you know when your games are, or when you're, you know, you know, all that stuff. So skills are a application of strength and physicality. While powerlifting at itself, squat, bench, and deadlift are building our blocks for compound lifts to build power, physicality, and strength. So with the proper programming and application and long-term thinking, you can apply those things. And then overall health, again, you know, whatever your sport is, maybe your cardio is already in it. Like if you're a swimmer, and that's another thing. When Michael Phelps came and started dominating, Michael Phelps is actually a pretty avid lifter and he was pretty jacked and he just decimated everybody. And same thing, Tiger Woods with golfing. He loved to lift and that guy had strong drives and before no fucking golfer ever lifted. And know why, why would you do that? But then you see, oh, you have all that muscle mass behind you, and you know you're not slow, and he just gets to whack that shit with little to no effort, and then like, oh, there's the benefit. So getting strong and applying strength and physicality to your skills will never take away from your skills. It's a very old mentality, and it's been since proven wrong many times actually it was proven wrong even way back in the day by most of the european countries america just was always stubborn to listen so even though more is not always better it will come down to programming it will come down to how you apply it finding where you can fill the voids for your your you know uh, skill specific sport with your strength skills sport uh, or the alternating kind of giving yourself seasons again a lot of my uh, friends, or even uh, Rick, the owner of Iron Mongers, loves Highland Games. So he alternates between competing Highland Games or, you know, uh, powerlifting. I think he really actually competes more Highland now. Uh, even my my friends at the gym, they do both. So they kind of alternate between Highland and uh, powerlifting. Honestly, Highland Games is one of my favorite, and that's if I try another sport, honestly, it'll probably be Highland before anything else because it's rad and the history behind it. But that's also a great thing. That's a strength sport that also is a highly skilled developed sport with those specific events. So yes, all in all for your long-term, know what you want to do with your sports or a sport, multiple sports or no sports at all, but it's how you want to go through your, uh, you know, physicality and, you know, your, we'll say career, but it's your craft. It's your, it's your, craft the physicality and your physical nature that you own for yourself and your own, you know, your own body and what you're going to do with that in the lifetime and the youth that you have to utilize it. And, you know, we should, we all have these, you know, wonderful bodies. They're adaptable. They evolve to the stimuli and it's really fun to push or just kind of find what we can do. It's also very satisfying on a, you know, mental, spiritual and existential level. So 
think in those terms to try to satisfy those things and then plan accordingly and know that nothing is mutually exclusive. You can find proper ways to, to share worlds and have them implement and benefit each other. So if you ever have questions, by all means, you know, hit me a message. I'll point you the best that I can. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it really, I do think it would serve a lot of people best to not quote unquote cross train, but learn how to phase train and like where you can learn. And uh, it, it only, people who do that successfully do it so, so well. So hope that answers. Thank you everyone who, you know, uh, submitted more topics for this listener submissions episode again. And uh, we will be back as always. The next episode I'm thinking uh, it may be on kind of meet day prep mindset and psychology. We'll see. It will be coming up one, one or the other, but we'll make it happen. So till next time, I'm Nicholas with Nerd to Live Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,